Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Welcome to today's super exciting episode where I'm talking for the very first time with a loyalty program in the world of professional sport with one of the UK's Premiership League football teams, Arsenal Football Club, who recently launched a program called My Arsenal Rewards. With a great background in airline and retail loyalty, Karen Dumbrell was appointed the senior loyalty manager for the club in early 2021. In our conversation, she shares firstly why the club decided to launch My Arsenal Rewards, given how loyal and dedicated sports fans already are, and sometimes for several generations. She shares the fascinating story of how loyalty mechanics can be used to drive engagement and connection with fans and how the programme has even been able to support the operational side of the Emirates Stadium, which is Arsenal's home ground. So, I hope you enjoyed this super interesting episode about leveraging loyalty for a sports brand with Karen Dumbrell from Arsenal Football Club in London. So, Karen, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today from London. How are you doing over there? Very well, thank you. Yes, I've got a spectacular view of um, the Emirates Stadium here. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's absolutely stunning, Karen. I can see over your shoulder. So we'll have to make sure to link to, um, to the Emirates Stadium as well in the show notes because it does look magnificent. So I'm actually, I confess, first of all, not a football or soccer fan. So um, you're going to be educating me a lot today. And I think one of the reasons that I really wanted to, to talk to you on the show was just the amount of innovation and the work that you're doing right now. So um, so we're going to be talking about My Arsenal Rewards, um, a, a pretty brand new law program. But before we get into talking about the program itself, Karen, please tell me what is your favorite loyalty statistic? Well, it's a one that you learn in, in school, really, which is um, Pareto's law or the, the 80-20 rule. And what I've found uh, really throughout uh, all of the, the businesses I've worked with is it is true that 20% of your customers provide 80% of your revenue. And so what I'm really interested in finding out, as you said, my Arsenal Awards is new, sports loyalty is relatively new. Uh, particularly in the UK, I am really looking forward to getting data out of the programme and seeing if it holds true for sports loyalty too. And do 20% of our members create 80% of our points engagement uh, in the programme? So um, I'm fully expecting they will. We will see. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we've already teed this up, Karen, that we're going to have to do at least at least another interview so we can check. 
<laughs> so it's amazing how quickly time flies. I think we all know. So um, yeah, we, we'll certainly be um, listening and learning to what uh, what is going on with Arsenal. So so I have to start with the obvious question, Karen, which is you know going back to um, we chatted obviously briefly offline, but to me um, the foundational principles of a loyalty program is usually coming from let's say an industry where there's um, I, I'd say complacency is probably the best word where, for example, there are products which are perceived to be very similar, whether it's airlines flying to the same destinations or whether it's a bank that's offering the same services. Um, so there's lots of reasons why loyalty is a big investment and used as a differentiator. But obviously, in the world of particularly professional football, there is an extraordinary amount of passion. And, you know, there's already a loyalty, I guess, to particularly a brand like Arsenal, which is obviously a premiership football club. So first of all, will you tell us why did Arsenal decide to invest in a loyalty program at all? So I think the first point to say is you know, that there have been member rewards um, in existence in sports and particularly uh, in football for a while um, where you will offer some rewards to fans. I don't know, it might be that they get to play on the pitch, oh, um, you know, nice. something like that. But with the advent of you know, technology, you can take that type of experience to a different level now. And in North America particularly, um, they've been using loyalty technology has been linked in to um, you know, platforms that say uh, that, that, that provide ticketing as well. So you've got a very good overview of um, the, the whole the fans whole engagement with the club. And now we can gather the data and there are platforms available that allow us to use that. Why not um, extend the, you know, the, the loyalty offering uh, in a way that we can nowadays? Yeah, for sure. No, absolutely. And again, being a non-football fan, um, I know the the level of engagement with, with fans must be absolutely extraordinary to experience on match days. But I guess what the program does is it gives you an opportunity, I guess, to extend that level of excitement and engagement beyond the, the direct events, I guess, where people are, are physically present with you. Well, that's it. So we... What we found in, in the past is, although as it's a big year, we have had rewards um, available, there hasn't been uh, any, everything is so focused around the match day. Um, our communications will be building up anticipation, excitement for, for the next match that will be coming. Um, whereas the loyalty programme is giving our members a reason to go to our website, uh, to mm. go to the app. Mm. Uh, on non-match days as well. And we have some great content there for them. But mm. this now allows fans uh, another place to go. They can log into their My Arsenal Rewards account. And um, you know, maybe a weekend during the international break, there isn't uh, any football going on. They mm. can still engage with the, with the club. They can browse what rewards they can use. They can do some online polls, mm. enter a few competitions. And it just keeps that... Um, you know, the, the fan wants to, to engage yeah. with us. As you said, it's something that it, it's beyond uh, just choosing which flight you're going to, to go from A to B. This is something that people, uh, in many cases, have actually had since day zero. Their, their sure. parents took out um, <laughs> Welcome to Our World membership for them. You know, they've, they've literally Aww. been there since the cradle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they want to engage with us uh, wow. at many points. And so now we're giving them a reason to do that. 
Okay, okay. So, so with that kind of background and context, Karen, what kind of objectives do you have for my Arsenal Rewards? Because you know, there, there's lots of different reasons, as we all know, for for investing in a loyalty program. Sometimes it's a very commercial, um, you know, uh, objective. Um, I think in its simplest terms, I always use the idea that it's you know to drive a different type of behavior. So, what kind of behavior, I guess, is Arsenal looking to to recognize and reward? Well, for us, this is about our fans. Um, and so when we were designing and building the programme, we were consulting with uh, our supporters groups. We were having regular calls with them. And actually, yeah, the development that was happening during the COVID lockdown periods as well. So some, oh. some great Zoom calls um, with our supporters groups. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, just as an aside, it's been fantastic to meet them in person now, now that the oh, stadium is, is open again. Yeah. Um, but the, the the imperative, if you like, for us was to ensure that the fans, um, it, it was a programme that was being built for the fans, um, almost by the fans. Um, and so we asked them what, what was one of the most important things uh, for them to get out of a, a loyalty program, and they said it's um, we want to we want to have that behaviour, see that fan behaviour where we've got a great atmosphere in the stadium, mm. um, where it's a full stadium. Mm. So even on a wet and windy Tuesday night <laughs> in November, um, we yeah we want uh, we want to be part of that great big Arsenal family. We want everybody to be there in the stadium. So first and foremost, the program is designed to support the fan in you know, giving them that atmosphere in the club mm. also to support our team because they want to have a full stadium you know they they want to be, to be on the pitch um yeah. you know, looking out at that that the wave of fans so we have designed it that you earn the most points if you like the weighting of the program you earn the most points for attending matches and for purchasing tickets mm-hmm. um, and then engaging uh, digitally with the programme. So the objective is to re- reward our fans for great fan behaviour. Um, but that has obviously a knock-on effect on the club. It does have a commercial impact as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more ticket sales. It would be more sales at our food and beverage you know, outlets. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it does have that commercial side to it too, but um, that is almost um, a byproduct. Of, of oh, the nice. true purpose of the program. Okay, okay. And and actually, I had to do a little bit of um, history work as well on your website, Karen, just to go back and understand, you know, where Arsenal has come from. Um, because again, as a brand, I, I just know it as a Premiership League football club. So instant recognition, but that was literally the extent of my knowledge. So, so for other listeners who might be like me, um, I was just really, I thought I was just very impressed to see it was, it was formed by, you know, a group of guys working in a factory to alleviate the monotony of, of life working in a factory in 1886. So 125 years old already. Absolutely. Yes. And um, it, I'm south, south of the river, I believe. And then, um, <laughs> yes, moved to uh, you know, the the stadium near us. Uh, we, we have our new amazing Emirates Stadium. Uh, we did yeah. have a hybrid stadium before that, okay. uh, all up in, in London. Um, and yeah, I think the other clubs, I understand, had to kind of vote and accept that uh, Arsenal could move up to this area. Oh, um, but wow. then we have some we have some great uh, imagery, you know, around the office and around the, the stadium. Yeah, that shows you just how far back the club goes, um, and you know the, the history and the heritage 
So it's, it is a fascinating place to work. And I have to say, the fans as well, you can feel it going back all of those years um, because so many fans, their father would have been uh, you mm. know, a, a member or would have been attending matches. So mm. you've got that true feeling of, yeah, as you say, going back so many years. It's a completely different uh, kettle of fish working for something that is built on passion yeah. Um, as opposed to something that's that's built on a commercial need, let's say. Yeah. And you did come from a very commercial role, obviously, with your, your airline background, Karen. Maybe just give us a sense of the kind of work you've done in loyalty in order to get to where you are now with Arsenal, because I think that's also super interesting. Yeah, so... Um, uh, my background uh, for quite a number of years was with Virgin Atlantic and Flying Club. Mm. And I've worked in different roles there. So I've managed the, the team that looked after the operational database, um, managed the partnerships team. And so, and also, the, the, if you like, the, the program design, the, mm. what, what the core program design of, of a Flying Club be. Yeah. So I've worked in different areas of loyalty. And actually what I've found, and then you know, for other organisations as, as well, um, some some retail and what I found is there are a lot of similarities actually in the way you approach uh, here at Arsenal the the construct if you like of the different membership tiers mm. so underneath it all the how you, how you structure the program is very similar so something I was struck by yeah um, you would have the you have different levels of membership uh, for, for Arsenal so you would have your your red membership you have silver which means you're on a waiting list for a season okay. ticket you then okay. have your season ticket holders you have club level so you could almost imagine the different cabins in an aircraft oh and yeah yeah the different benefits that you get for your different level of membership as well um, mm. so those frequent flyers that have got to um, the heady heights of, of gold or platinum status yeah um, that they are getting actually quite similar benefits to the fan who has purchased maybe a club level season ticket where you have mm. uh, dedicated account management, um, you would have some complementary products. So yeah. I found there are, there are similarities at a theoretical um, level, yeah. but I found there are, as I've said, a lot of differences between the motivations of, of, yeah. the, uh, of the customers, let's say. Yeah, yeah. And as we, we often talk about in this show, Karen, you know, loyalty programs are often kind of roughly classified into, you know, kind of transactional type objectives and then um, emotional type loyalty. Um, as we've touched on, obviously, you already have all of the emotional type of, of engagement. So what kind of things are you doing through the program? So we... Um we're offering amazing rewards um, is, it, I suppose, the backbone of it cool. for, for the fan. Yeah. So for their points, they can redeem those points for um, merchandise that they would not be able to just buy, let's say, in okay. Arsenal retail stores. So typically, actually, going back to the, the heritage so we have specially designed, for example, um, some, some posters that take us back to the Invincibles, which was a period when Arsenal remained unbeaten for many, <laughs> wow. many, many matches. Um, yeah. So we have a, a great uh, poster that has been designed by our creative team that has the programme covers for every single one of those matches. Wow. Some of them will be signed by um, yeah. our legends, yeah. the, mm. the, the players that, that played at, at that time. So we're able to create some real kind of money can't buy products lovely um, and also experiences so you know at our disposal we we can um, have somebody go and play on the pitch we can arrange for a yeah. training ground visit 
uh, so that they can go and see the team you know, training up, up at Colney. So we we can do that. We, obviously, we, we can't do that for all of our fans. So it of course. definitely is yeah. uh, you know, money can't buy it. And we're mm. letting our fans achieve those rewards either through um, redeeming points or by using points to enter into prize draws as well. Oh, nice. Um, Okay. So yeah, fans can enter prize draws for tickets as well to mm. to come and see a, a game. Uh, mm. We have our exec box. So I'm so sure. many things that we can we can <laughs> offer um, that yeah that, that gives something back to to the fan. But yeah. uh, equally, you know, finding ways for them to earn those points really by just exhibiting the great behaviour, which I said, buying tickets, attending games. Um, we've also issued our membership card. We've we've sent out new membership cards this year, and for um, eighteen plus members who are based yeah. in the UK, yeah. we have uh, a new membership card that has got prepaid elements incorporated in it, and that's mm-hmm. issued by Barclays. And so the fans can kind of accelerate their points earning if ah, they if they nice. spend on the prepaid card with certain affiliates. Um, nice. That, you know, yeah. we, we've signed up that work well with, with the brand. Um, but as I've said before, yeah, the balance of that, the most important thing and the, the best the best way you can earn points is by attending matches. But then mm. that engagement again when you aren't at a, a game, you can go and use the prepaid card, keeping that engagement going on yeah. match days as well. Yeah, and um, get the points balance uh, increased. Yeah, and and I loved actually as well another uh, way to earn that I saw on your website, Karen, because it's one thing to um to obviously either buy a ticket or buy a season ticket and show up, you know, as and when you can, obviously, to support the team. But I do think um, you explained to me there's there's a lot of maybe season ticket holders who may not be able to attend every game, um, either because it is a, a rainy night on a, a Tuesday <laughs> um, and, and they're just not as, as much of a fan as others might be. But I love the fact that you have built in points for them to, to essentially let somebody else enjoy that ticket uh, for that match. Absolutely. So we have uh, technical capability to do uh, two things. We have ticket transfer and ticket exchange. So actually going back again to the airline points, ticket transfer is very similar to gifting points. Um, Ticket exchange um, would be kind of selling your points. But uh, so ticket transfer, if you can't make a game, uh, then put your uh, ticket through the ticket transfer process and give it to a friend. And then if you do that, we will actually award points. Because going back to what I said uh, earlier on, we want a full stadium. So we would much rather that ticket was used. And we want to incentivize our our fans to do that. Ticket exchange, very similar, but that would be where you would put it into a pot um, of tickets that are available to buy. Uh, through uh, fans that perhaps don't have a season ticket and again uh, we encourage fans to to do that early you get bonus Mm. points if you Mm -hmm. post that ticket early um, and then bonus points um, if it's or standard Mm. points actually if that ticket is is sold okay we've also introduced another thing which is is quite interesting that we hadn't thought of doing when we were designing the program then suddenly realized that actually we could use the, the technology available to us to do something uh, a bit different with the way that you can um, be entered into the ballot for tickets for um, the cup final. So oh. we have the capability to do something which is uh, you can collect stamps, if you like, on a virtual card. Okay. Uh, and 
it might be that you, I don't know, you, you could design it that it would be after you've done five purchases in Arsenal Retail, you get the, the, the shopper stamp uh, yeah. goes in yeah. there. But what we've decided to do is uh, to award attendance stamps. And then let's say once you've attended five games, you mm. get the five game trophy. And we're actually going to be using these trophies as the way to put you into the ballot for cup final tickets. So again, supporting um, our, our yeah. objective of wanting fans <laughs> to attend games. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, Wow. It's, yeah, it's with every week that goes by, we see another opportunity. Oh my God. But I can feel the excitement because I can't imagine how many um how many times oversubscribed, you know, the tickets must be for, for the big final days. So so it's a very fair way, I feel, of you know, just level the playing field and, and literally like the level of excitement, you know, and, and just even the concept of trophies and gamification and, and earning your way in through through pure loyalty it's it's like the the club is giving back to its its supporters probably i guess in the first way that maybe the members have been able to appreciate and enjoy yes absolutely because i think before it has been um just the odd competition winner through your, yeah, uh, yeah. Your rewards that were made available but now you can really participate and have uh, more of a uh, more of a an opportunity to drive your yeah, um, your chances of those things through uh, in engagement with the program. So it is very exciting, and um, I, I, yeah, absolutely loving it. Wow, I can tell. And and just as a general, um, I suppose, interest from my side, Karen, I've always liked the idea that um, some loyalty programs can identify, you know, behavior beyond its own, you know, transactions, for example, or beyond the, the business of Arsenal and, and that uh, membership base. So what I mean is things like somebody, you know, on the Arsenal fan page, on, you know, a third party social media platform. Do you have capabilities in that space at this point? or is that something that you've thought about we're three months old at the moment so for the most part <laughs> yeah we've been well. we've been keeping to kind of the arsenal um owned channels okay yeah um, we, we have control the, yeah yeah we have capability to obviously uh put things up on the big screen mm. um at matches but we have an internal campaigns team and we're doing some exciting things because we're gathering the data not only from ticketing and from our membership, but mm. then the loyalty transactional data as well, um, all going into our CRM platform. Mm. And that's going to enable us um, to do far more targeted campaigns to, to the members based on mm. um, certainly the data we have about them. But then kind of going out, we are going to be working with our social media team as well okay. um, to find ways that we can... Um, we, I think we have to be sort of you know careful with it as well because my Arsenal Rewards is only available at the moment for paid members. Okay. Uh, in in the future, we'll be looking at expanding that to our digital membership, which will take us into kind of uh, yeah. further afield and the international base. Yeah. Um, so we've got to be careful about social media, and I think just okay. Uh, yeah. Not. Uh, not, mm. not um, upsetting fans that yeah. possibly don't have access to the program at the moment, uh, but certainly, so. yeah, using uh, push notifications is something we also want to uh, start using. But really, um, making the most of uh, appropriate, let's say, social media because mm. it, it's yeah. What we would really love our fans um, to be doing is, let's say, they they've they've won something through the program. 
they're at the game, then you know, post a photo of yourself on social media, you know, hashtag it that, yeah, yeah. that you've got their three mile Arsenal awards. So we'd definitely be looking to uh, pr- promote the the, the, the programme through mm. those channels and increasing that um, okay. definitely through the year. Okay, well, definitely another one for our next conversation. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, so brilliant. So you mentioned it's three months old, Karen. So here we are. It's it's coming up to the end of October. um, So probably November by the time our listeners are are hearing our conversation. So tell me, how is it going compared to your expectations? I know you joined Arsenal, I think, in January, if I'm right. Correct. Spent the whole year then, I guess, from, from a blank sheet of paper, as you said, through COVID, which might have been um, you know helpful <laughs> in some ways so uh, so talk us through maybe just how the year has gone from you know even the the, the, the pre-launch phase and through to how it's doing for you now yeah so it's you know joined in January very much uh, setting working on the program or completing the program design because the team have been working on this for you know, okay for, for a, a good good 18 months two years altogether so um, completing that program design finalizing things with the fan groups is kind of the, the early phases and then building that design so okay. we work with Barclays as I said on the card yeah. issuing side and with Fortress provide us with the the loyalty platform they have a, a big presence in the US as well okay. the North American uh, clubs sports clubs uh, you know Canadian ice hockey etc okay. they use that platform so then it was really building out our requirements um, a big phase of user acceptance testing and luckily uh, we managed to do a live game test oh. uh, the last game of the season was was um, <laughs> I think it was the 30th of May of every service we ran and we were able to then actually be in the ground have um, some of our supporters groups live testing with um, wow. some, some test cards that we were using because not only is our membership card a prepaid card it's also your stadium access so we wanted to make sure all of that was was working mm. got mm. them to download the app um you know and, and linking through to their their test account at that stage from the app so that was a very important phase for us we were very glad that we were actually able to access the stadium to do that yeah Um, and then of course mad in the summer getting cards out issued we had um Mm. okay well over a hundred thousand new membership cards to be issuing in a very brilliant time period yes Um, and uh yeah then first first games um and answering moving into kind of that answering customer queries supporting them and now we are moving into that phase of starting to really look at how what are the levers we need to be pulling where are we seeing certain fan groups aren't engaged um, mm. and we could be doing a bit more um, mm. so really starting to use the data that we we now have at our disposal to do that so obviously we track um by the different membership types we mm. will look at uh how frequently are they logging into the platform to engage with it when is that happening what okay. type of rewards are fans using their points on yeah um so yeah it, it's it's almost like a little playpen that we've now got ahead <laughs> of us so you know entering yeah. into into that stage lovely yeah and it's great as you said well first of all to to have access in stadium to be able to, to test it as you said so i'm sure it was a nervous time for you <laughs> you know very just, much so yeah. yeah very much so and um, on the day it was uh, absolutely the heavens opened it poured oh. rain as well oh lord so, um, yeah we're, we're running around from uh, yeah. turnstile to turnstile trying to kind of <laughs> 
yeah. help out with that. Yeah, yeah. And it was good, actually. And thank you for mentioning the um, the, the way that I suppose the technology is supporting, um, you know, the overall program, because um, you mentioned, for example, that, that the guys in Fortress is very much like a, a sports technology, because I certainly wasn't familiar with that platform. It sounds like their loyalty module is fairly new in their own development. Is that fair to say? Yeah, um, it has been uh, up and running in the US though. So unfortunately, okay. uh, are the experts really in stadium access? Okay. So um, we can use some great and actually one lovely thing that we can do that we haven't done yet that we want to do with with the program. Um, is combining that stadium access technology with the loyalty yeah. um, module and encouraging our fans to arrive at the stadium earlier. So from ah. an operational point of view, yeah. fans uh, arrive at the stadium really you know, not that long before the, the match starts. Yeah, That obviously creates operational issues. So yeah. using um, the technology, we can say, if you arrive at the stadium um, and you've you've gone through the turnstile 45 minutes, let's say, before yeah. the game starts, we can award you points. Oh, um, wow. So not only does the loyalty programme yeah. help our fans, it can actually also make a better experience by managing the operations um, of, of the stadium as well. So yeah. that's a fantastic example of yeah. um, Fortress's combined technology, if you like, of stadium access and the, yeah. the loyalty programme as well. Yeah, well, definitely. I remember somebody asking me, um, similar to that, Karen, um, back in Ireland, and it was somebody involved in, in the rugby, the world of rugby. <laughs> now, I'm going to say this was 10 years ago, so certainly predates all of the, the, the fabulous capabilities that you're talking about. But again, it was a very, um, very interesting conversation where literally the guys were saying, how can we get our fans to spend more time in our venue? And it, I, I didn't have an answer, um, but it sounds like those things are coming through now because definitely like I am the type of person, like if I am flying, for example, I'm there three hours beforehand, <laughs> you know, I'm in the lounge, I'm doing all of that, like I'm already on holidays. So, so it's almost like your airline mentality is also kind of being, you know, leveraged, as you said, for extraordinary operational benefit. Yes, absolutely. I think, as I've said, there are so many similarities yeah. uh, of the yeah. ways that you can use loyalty yeah. uh, in, in, in different sectors. And to your point about uh, rugby clubs as well. So yeah. uh, I know that Fortress have launched, uh, they've launched with Harlequins, there's Northampton okay. Saints, and then um, Portsmouth Football Club, Cardiff City and, our, and ourselves as well. Mm. Um, so, the, you know, it, it, it's it's a similar um, operational problem that is experienced by yeah. the, whatever club it is. I think uh, yeah, you've got to encourage the fans to come out of the, uh, the pubs <laughs> and the curry houses, let's say, <laughs> around the stadium and, and get them into the into the stadium as quickly as you um, can. Oh, of course, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's such a tough choice because clearly the the, the pubs and the curry house are part of the day out for for the fans Very as well. True. So. <laughs> It's important to, to encourage all of the right behaviours. Um, so, I, I mean, I just, uh, I'm so excited about what you're doing. Uh, so my mind's kind of in overdrive, Karen. I think I said to you last time we spoke that 
um, I, I paid more attention now this year, perhaps to uh, the Olympics, um, just obviously as the, the biggest sporting event that um, somebody like me might be interested in. And I can immediately think about, oh, wow, what extraordinary things could be done as well. Um, again, to support the, the legends, the athletes and the fans. And it's almost a shame that that didn't happen perhaps before COVID kind of flattened everybody, you know. Um, but it, it sounds like it has truly global application. Yes, um, definitely. And that's one thing that uh, we're, well, we have our partners as well. Um, you know, so, for example, we have Adidas, Emirates, um, Visit Rwanda, our, our key, key partners. Yeah. Um, and because they have global presence as well, we are able to work with them to offer things to fans. Um, and you know, currently in the UK and our paid membership that we have internationally, um, so we have the ability to work with other partners and bring them into the program that resonates you know, pretty much wherever you are in the world. Um, so we're working. So the partners, I've also found that we have a, uh, if you like, there is a new part, a new area of, of Arsenal now, my Arsenal Awards, yeah. where we can, they can offer some great things to our very um, engaged members yeah, um, yeah so yeah. For, for example with Adidas we're, we're um, offering gift cards uh, that, that oh, fans brilliant. can redeem their points for the gift cards oh, brilliant yeah but it's only available in that zone if you like of the, okay. of the, um, of the exclusivity yeah, yeah yes so yeah. it's it, and that is something that we can definitely build on on a, on a global scale if you like we've almost got a kind of ready-made uh totally global expansion base there which is 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 great yeah and i did see your partnership with emirates um with with expo 2020 because obviously the the shirt sponsor the stadium sponsorship we've just had emirates on on this show as well for the second time to talk about skywards but it was really nice to see arsenal supporting emirates and supporting expo actually because you know for the, those of us here in the country to see such an extraordinary world expo um and, and i just don't think there's enough visibility of it and um, mm. perhaps in europe you know i don't think people realize what an extraordinary event it might be so I was really really impressed to see Arsenal doing all of that but I did notice the one sponsor Karen which was um the, the Visit Rwanda partnership um is there a story there that you can share because I didn't immediately understand why that might be a particular um you know one single country um that I, I didn't realize that any connection with Arsenal is there a story there well, yes, because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, footballers, we have, um, you know, international footballers play for the team, but the fan base as well, um, internationally, globally, um, in Africa, you know, there are some oh, wow. you know, very, very passionate fans. Also, uh, US and, you know, Asia, we, you know, the different, uh, the zones, okay. if you like, that we, we do get a lot of um, a lot of engagement from and so for, for us um, having those links you know with Africa it's it's great in terms of okay. um, being able to connect with with that continent um, yeah. we have a really great partnership team who work with uh, Visit Rwanda and then mm. we've been able to offer some member experiences too wow. um, where some fans have been able to, to travel to um, Rwanda mm. in fact one of our rewards at the moment we have uh, a Visit Rwanda a, a gorilla soft toy um, that uh, you can redeem your points wow. for as well My but um, our, our players um, 
as well have kind of engaged and uh, explained about gorilla recently we've got something on our on dot com um where you have gorilla naming ceremonies oh wow and so we we have our players that have you know participated a bit in that um as well so there's there's great links to different parts of the world to make sure that we yes. even though arsenal is a okay. north east london club actually yeah. it is it is global and it has that reach to, to places such as africa wow well i can tell you from my side just on a personal level karen um, rwanda's way up i'm going to say in the top three destinations that i want to go to um and exactly for the the gorillas that i think are still available um, and yes, very small yeah. numbers to to be seen so i think it's one of those extraordinary kind of adventures that i that i hold hold out the hope i'll get to in the in the next while so thank you for explaining that unexpected part of your loyalty program <laughs> yes that's it i think that's the um, what i would say about this is there are so many different elements well, that come in that are completely yeah. unexpected brilliant so the, the the final area i wanted to ask you about was the rewards actually um you know what is working um again given the the context we've talked about the passions already there you know a lot of the behaviors literally need to be amplified so it's super clear what you're you're focused on um and i really love all of those um lots of different ways that you're leveraging the program but tell us what are the members then um, and the fans actually claiming uh, for their rewards well, without, uh, and this isn't going to be surprising, I'm sure, but the most <laughs> popular reward um, is to enter um, for uh, tickets to games. Okay. Okay. So that's what the fans um, absolutely totally. love. Because our, our paid membership base isn't just um, season ticket holders, it's fans who um, pay uh, to belong to, to the club, and then that gives them uh, ticket access as well, or early ticket access to purchase tickets when they, okay. when they go on sale. Okay. And so the opportunity to uh, win tickets uh, for a game that you might not be able to, you know, they might sell out, you yeah. might not be able to get access to, is, is proving that's definitely the most popular. Um, cool. So that's you know, the uh, yeah. prize draws um, that we okay. have. But then, um, as I said, the unique merchandise that we have on there too yeah. is proving very popular. And back to talking of partners, um, one that actually early days made the uh, the site uh, drop for a few oh, minutes okay. was um, we had a new partnership that launched in August with Socios, uh, who issue digital fan tokens and you can buy kind of tokens as well um a, a trade it's cryptocurrency okay. if you like but uh, associated with the, wow. the different uh a lot of it's, it's a really interesting area actually it's you know coming yeah. I, I mean i can't keep up with it to, to be frank <laughs> me um, neither <laughs> yeah and, and so you know european league lots of the clubs issue tokens um and we've issued the Arsenal um, token. And for our paid members, we offered a free uh, fan token, which is where you can vote for something uh, okay. to do with the club. So this by this, this token would give you the right, let's say, to uh, decide what would be the, the music that's played in the stadium at oh, the end of a game. Wow. And uh, the, we offered a free fan token to our My Arsenal Rewards members and that one had that really did resonate. We, you know, as I wow. said, it, it took the site down for a short time just through the, uh, you know, the, the communication went out to fans and warmth. The the fans came back with a vengeance to the extent that we now um, have to uh, 
just stagger the send sometimes wow. on, on some of our communications to make sure that we are managing yeah. the flow back into the site. Oh my so, goodness. Wow. Yeah, so that, that one proved very popular. <laughs> um, and we've also had something, we have the, the when you're looking at um, a football match, you may see over across the top of the heads of the fans, they may have a giant flag that okay. just kind of un, unfurled, let's say, and held above the supporters. And one, we have the North Bank, which is one of the ends of the stadium. Okay. And we have the North Bank cannon flag. And something we offered uh, at the start for, if you like, our... Uh, the first members that were logging on to the platform, we offered them a reward where they can have their name stitched into the North Ooh. Bank cannon oh. flag. Wow. So it's kind of there for posterity. Yeah. That proved uh, very popular as well, uh, cool. that reward. So as you can tell, it's the rewards that are very are proving popular are very much the emotional rewards that link into the, yes. you know, the, the club um, and, or the opportunity to, you know, to support your club to be there yeah, um, as part of that great big Arsenal family in the stadium. Yeah, and also the exclusivity because, as you said, Karen, there's there's plenty of what you're doing. That flag being a brilliant example that I'm sure there's absolutely no way that would have been operationally possible in the past, but but now it becomes an extraordinary way to recognise. And I can imagine the excitement that goes around all of that. Absolutely, yes. So Fortress, with their platform, have just provided us with a great data capture tool, if you like, where the flag okay. has gone in, yeah. captured the fact that they want to be on that flag, and um, yes, yeah, so wow. operationally and efficiency-wise, it, it's it's a great thing for us to be able to yeah. to put together and capture tens of thousands of names, totally, um, which can then be you know, well, we had your know, fans contacting us saying. Uh, is it possible for me to have my father's yeah. name stitched in it? He was a fan. You know, wow. And, uh, so again, that emotion um, yeah. just keeps coming through. Wow. And you've reminded me actually of a gorgeous um, loyalty initiative that happened when I worked with O2 Priority. Now, I'm going to say it was 10 years ago and it didn't come from the loyalty department at all. It was very much a brand initiative, but it's similar to what you're talking about, Karen, in that what they did was, I can't remember the entry criteria, but there was, let's say, I don't know, 10,000 people identified. And because O2 was sponsoring the Irish rugby team, those 10,000 names were literally put in minute form in a tiny font to make up the logo for O2 on the jersey. Fantastic. There you go. You've just reminded me and the absolute joy that that brought to so many people. And I know it was very complex, obviously, um, because again, jerseys have to be monitored. So there's a whole quality control about how logos are are managed, of course, but it was feasible and and did drive incredible loyalty. Again, without a mention of a point or reward, that that piece of history for, for a fan to be part of was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I love what you're doing. Great. <laughs> well, I'm loving it too. So, <laughs> so what's uh, what's the focus for 2022 then, Karen? As you you know, you've had an extraordinary year, as we said, in the context of a pandemic and being the first in in a in the country. I think the first Premiership club uh, to launch a, a formal loyalty program. So what what is your focus now going forward? Well, uh, funnily enough, we may only be. Uh, 
you know, three months into the season. Yeah. But we are already talking about membership renewals for next season. So for 22-23. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the end of the season is the end of May. Mm -hmm. um, our fans' points will expire at the end of the season. So okay. there'll be a lot of activity yeah. um, at the start of the year in encouraging fans to make the most of their points. Okay. Um, but also building in how can we use the loyalty programme to encourage renewals. Um, but yeah, season tickets, once you have that season ticket, uh, obviously fans are very keen to keep their season tickets. Mm. Um, but for the paid membership that possibly don't have access to the, the season ticket yet, how can we encourage them through the loyalty programme to, you know, to take out early renewal of their membership? So that's kind of where the focus is going to be shifting to. But then... Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of the cycle, if you like. It will be matching the, the seasonal cycle um, okay. for, of the club. But then looking ahead, um, how do we develop the programme as well? So mm. internationally, as I said, we would like to look at how we can take the programme out to our global fan base. Yeah. Um, and another very important thing for us is uh, women's football. Now, Arsenal women's oh, yes. is a... Yeah, they're a fantastic squad. Um, wow. And yeah, women's soccer in the US, I think, yes. is more popular than men's soccer. Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot we can do yeah. uh, to start engaging, linking in with the, the women's game as well. They don't, uh, they play occasionally at the Emirates Stadium, but okay. they have, um, uh, they play up at Boreham Wood. Um, so how can we link our programme into that? Um, oh. we've, we've done a few offers already where we've had yeah. women's football tickets for sale through points. Okay. Um, and there's been you know, a good interest in, in that. Uh, we've got a great game coming up. Uh, I think it's December, I can't remember which date, uh, mm. where it's Arsenal women versus Barcelona. So that's going to be a, a great Wonderful. game to watch. So we you know, we spend time talking to um, the, the women's team, uh, commercial team, and we'll definitely be looking at ways we can uh, integrate further with that team as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense, Karen, as has everything you've said, actually. So um, I love the the, the global um, ambition. I love the um, the diversity piece as well around the women's football team. So so just want to acknowledge that um, that lovely intention for 2022. Um, I suppose I, I feel like I've learned loads in, in the power of sports loyalty, um, particularly the ideas you mentioned around getting people to arrive early, getting them to replace themselves if they're not coming on a season ticket like just an extraordinary application of um being loyal back to your fans um in ways that um probably technically wasn't possible before but but it also takes a real leap of faith for arsenal to decide that they really want to be um you know loyal to to their members so yeah that's it from my side karen is there is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up no just to say what a um great time opportunity it has been to to chat with you about it because it makes you realize not only how much we've achieved in a very short space of time but actually the huge amount of learning we still have um and the scope for so much more stuff to come it's it's exciting times oh for sure great and if people do want to reach out to you karen with uh, with ideas or to connect or in any way are you are you happy to to share the, a way to contact you Yes, absolutely. So um, they can contact me at my work email address. Um, so that's kdumbrell at arsenal.co.uk. 
Wonderful. Well, listen, as I said, it's been a fabulous conversation. Um, we've waited a long time to, to be here, um, but you've done an extraordinary year's work. So yeah, just uh, want to say congratulations and thank you so much for joining Let's Talk Loyalty to Karen Dumbrell, Senior Loyalty Manager at Arsenal Football Club. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews and thanks again for supporting the show.